Well, let's continue with what we began some weeks ago on uh, praying out God's purposes in tongues. And this is uh, uh, part three, actually. Let me read some testimonies. I like testimonies. Anyone who likes testimonies? Yeah. You see this one I got from Grace Vine on, uh, when was it? on Thursday. I think Thursday evening. Let me see if I can find it. She was here on, th- on Wednesday. Then she said this. Hi, Pastor Davis. That was Thursday last week evening. I believe you are doing great and blessed. This is Grace. I'd like to share with you a testimony based on yesterday's service. I decided to pray in tongues as I was, as I was driving from work. Then after some time, I, I just started laughing for a while, which I've never found myself doing. It just doesn't come. You know, if you laugh, you just be walking and you're laughing and there's nothing you're laughing at now. That is strange. But she started engaging in a spiritual warfare. And what happened? She started laughing. And uh, she says, which I've never found myself doing. Thank you for teaching us. We are blessed to learn from you and know how to live the word. Amen. That's wonderful. That's being a doer of the word. You do it. You see the results. Let me read to you one. Well, dear member over here, you know, when, you, when you, you engage in spiritual warfare, you see things. This is wonderful. I, I like this testimony over here. I got it this Sunday, is it this past Sunday. Uh, so good to see you, Esther. Long time. <laughs> so good to see you. Listen to this. Uh, Let's see if I. On Wednesday, when you reminded us about praying in tongues long, I was so glad and I started practicing immediately. My son was coming from UK on Saturday and had done a lot of shopping as gifts. So when he saw the news that people were being taxed, you remember that? At the airport, he called me and he sounded worried. He asked whether he could leave the items since it was going to cost him a lot of money. I told him to carry them, carry everything. Hallelujah. And that I was going to pray and nothing would happen. On Thursday, I prayed about it, but prayed, but prayed for about an hour in tongues. He arrived home safely with all the items without paying all the, the crazy things. So you understand that? <laughs> Hallelujah. You say, but you need to. Hey, favor ain't fair. If you engage in spiritual warfare, that's exactly what you do. Amen. Now listen this. And then it says, this is wonderful. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is so wonderful, this part. And then it says, Pastor of let uh, God has been opening up things f- to me even through dreams. In my dream last week, I saw a colleague in a kneeling position beside my bed. I could not recognize her because her head was bent downwards. I lifted her head to see her face and found she was crying. I was moved with compassion, so I asked her if I could pray for her. She agreed, but I immediately, I immediately I woke up. Immediately, I started praying for her. That's usually the thing. When you have a dream like that, immediately start praying for that person. Don't say, like, I'm going to look for a cup of tea, then pray later. You won't. Immediately get right into it and start praying for the, for the person. It might be just at that time. 
God has woken you up and it's just at that time to save that individual's life. So he says immediately, I, start, I woke up, I started praying for her. Since she's not close to me, I don't know how much, I, I don't know much about her. So I started praying in tongues after asking the Holy Spirit to help me pray the perfect prayer for her. Towards the end, about, after about half an hour, I was filled with compassion and tears started coming out of my eyes as I prayed in tongues. In the morning, I went to look for her number, called her and told her that God loves her and had, had, been walk, had woken me up to pray for her. She started crying on phone and said she was dealing with a difficult situation. See how the Lord is faithful. Let her remember you prayed for me. Da, 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 da. Just on time. Let me say something here about uh, dreams. As a believer in Christ, don't ever take any dream for granted. Never ever. Never ever. Don't say, oh, just, that was just a dream. No. Don't ever take a dream for granted. And the more you are engaged in listening to the Lord concerning your dreams, the more you will dream divine-inspired dreams. But if you neglect the, the dreams, uh, dreams that you are receiving, then there's no need of him speaking to you through dreams. God speaks to you, to us through dreams. I don't know how many times God has used that even to show me a condition of my heart in dreams. Huh? Can I give you an example? You know, if you, you dream that you are lifting up your voice and quarreling with someone, he shows the condition of your heart. You thought you were so pious until you started lifting up your voice in a dream. That sure you see something in a dream. Anyway, it can be interpreted differently. But I'm telling you, if you pay attention to him, he will speak to you in dreams and lead you in dreams. He still does that to his people even today. So just pay attention to your dreams. And I, I like it that actually was uh, Mrs. Kabaji, that when she, she woke up, she started praying. It doesn't matter if the person is close to you or not. You can pray, you're just, I mean, you can have a dream, you're just in state house, talking to the president. By the way, I've had such dreams, and I woke up, it's like the person is right here. I remember, mm, talking about dreams a little bit, I remember many years ago, maybe that was 1998, I saw from the scriptures, Numbers 23, 23, can you have it there, please? Numbers 23, 23. I was at the coast, and I was studying the Bible, and I saw it, and it came to me as a rhema word in my spirit. For there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, all oh, what God has done. I'm in Christ, Galatians 3.29, I'm Abraham's seed, Jacob is, is that so? I'm heir according to the promise. So there's no sorcery against me, nor any divination against me. So I was praying, I mean, I was, I was studying the word, and I saw it, and God spoke to me through this scripture, powerful in my spirit. Now I was raised up fearing Sorcerer and witches, sorcerers and witches. I was raised up that way. 
And by the way, we saw that in my, my home growing up. You know, dad buying a good uh, dairy cattle, and then you wake up in the morning and someone has cut the tail right there, the brush. From, yeah, seriously. We saw that many times. We saw just, because we didn't know the Lord, we saw one cattle after another just dying. And a, a lot of things we saw in my, my, my family growing up. So I feared witchcraft. I think that should be 1997. I feared witchcraft. When I gave my life to Christ, I knew that was gone. Anyone who grew up with fearing witchcraft? You all grew up in the city. The part of Lovington there, I think you didn't, you're not exposed to that. I grew up in the country. Now, so I see this scripture, and I'm telling you, it explodes in my spirit. I go to sleep that night. In my sleep, it wasn't even a, I was deep asleep, but it was so clear to me, a person came by the, the, the bed where I was, I was sleeping and just came there and looking at me. And I could tell it was a sorcerer. And then, right in the sleep, I spoke this scripture. And I woke up speaking this, this scripture. And I felt his presence still there. And I say this, you know I don't fear anymore. That was the last time I ever, ever thought about witchcraft. No sorcerer, no witch doctor can kill me. They could have killed me when I didn't know the Lord. They are too late. I'm unkillable. <laughs> you know, that's bad English. You understand? But, but if you fear that, and you thought about that. I believe the Lord didn't bring it up just for the sake of it. Just, just get engaged in that. Meditate on that. Meditate on it. All right, so let's go. So praying out God's purposes in tongues. <clears throat> praying in the spirit and by the spirit is not a suggestion. It's a divine command. It's a divine command. Let's go to again to Acts chapter 1, verse 1, 5. I want you to see something there. Acts chapter 1, verse 1, 5. It's a divine command. Believers, you should not be saying, are we supposed to be praying tongues or not? Are we supposed to sit for some people and some others are not supposed to pray in tongues? No, not so. It's a divine command. Look at this. Jesus has died and resurrected from the dead. He's about to ascend to heaven. And being assembled together with them, he commanded. He did what? He did what? He commanded. He didn't suggest. He commanded them. He commanded them. So you see, it's a divine command. He commanded them not to, de them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to do what? To wait for the promise of the Father. This is a divine command. You wait for the promise of the Father. Don't depart from, from Jerusalem. You wait for the promise of the Father. And he said to them, you heard from me. 
which he said, you've heard from me, for truly John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That was a divine command. Then they waited in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, uh, verse 8, he says this, but you shall do what? You shall receive power. So you should always associate the Holy Spirit in our lives, empowered to do the will of God. Empowered to do the will of God. Now, sometimes you may feel tired. I may feel tired. But if you know how to tap into that power, don't forget the power is within. So you activate it to strengthen even your mortal body. I don't know how many times. Oh, when was it? Was it last Wednesday? I really enjoyed the service. But last Wednesday, I went back to the house. I don't know what I've been doing. It was just one thing after another. And then I went back to the house around uh, 1.30, going to 2 o'clock, and it was cloudy. I, I said this, oh, God, I would have slept until 6 o'clock. <laughs> Everything was tempting. I was so sleepy even. You know, can you imagine just had so many things? I could have slept. If I was doing nothing, I could have slept. I went to prayer. And you know what happened? Activated. Quickened. Strengthen. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You see, I'm, 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 I, I usually tell you these things because sometimes uh, believers in Christ think pastors are or ministers of the gospel. They just fly all over and then they land on Sunday morning or during meetings. We do the things, we have things to do every day. We have needs every day. We have the body like you. Huh? You haven't noticed that? Your own father, a grandfather, you understand, a husband. So all those demands are there. And, and still, I'm, I'm, I am supposed to, to produce, so to speak, or to be effective in what I do. I work in the office too. I sit in the office. I look, pep I look at papers. You <laughs> a lot looking at papers, approving things. So I do all those things. So it's it's not like oh you know Pastor him he wakes up in the morning and he prays the whole day, and then he eats and goes back to pray. He's reading the Bible all through. Not so. On top of all that I do, that means then much of my praying is when people are asleep. When people are sleeping. And if you want to be effective, you have to learn that, that, that secret. When people are sleeping, that's a wonderful time to, 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 to pray. No one is thinking of forwarding to you WhatsApp message at that time. Because they are sleeping. If they are thought about it, they are dreaming. And they cannot act in their dreams. All right. So Acts 1, but you shall receive what? Power and the Holy Spirit has come upon him. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's go now to Acts chapter 2, and I want us to look at it again from the Amplified Classic Version. The promise has been given. They responded. We see that in verse 14, but I don't want to go there. But look at this. Then how is it that, come on now, chapter 2 from verse 1, please. Did I say verse 8? No, Okay. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. Continue. 
when suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like the rushing of a, a rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. I had some thoughts when I was looking at that. They had first the sound. I thought about that. They first heard the sound. We need to believe God for our hearing. A sound, where did it come from? Heaven. We believe God for sounds of heaven. I believe God for you, Dan, and all your team and Marty, for sounds of heaven. They, brought, they bring a, a shift on earth. A sound of heaven. There's something about those sounds. Can I hear, can you hear the sound of worship? <laughs> it's coming from his throne. So, you, what did you do? Believe God for hearing. Hearing. That's critical. Listen to this. To hear supernatural sounds. Supernatural sounds. In the will of God. The purposes of God. Believing to hear what others cannot hear. You hear. There are things that if you heard from God, it changes everything concerning your life. Believing to hear. No wonder I say almost every day, blessed are my eyes for the sea and my ears for the hear. And to me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So sounds of heaven preceded the manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Did you see that? Sounds of heaven preceded that. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in each door city. And it goes on to say, And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, and distributed, and each settled on each one of them. I can say a lot of things regarding, their, regarding that, but look, look at verse 4. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls, with the Holy Spirit and began and began to speak in, in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Just leave it right there. So we are seeing the Holy Spirit is the one who kept giving them what? Clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. So the words were coming from the Holy Spirit. So then we see from the scriptures, praying in tongues, when you are praying in tongues, those words are coming from the Holy Spirit. But they are coming from the Holy Spirit to our spirits. What we do, we speak them out with our tongues. So those words are coming from the Holy Spirit. Now look, look at this then. Uh, the church. This is what it means. Remember, the Holy Spirit cannot speak something which is contrary to God's word. The Holy Spirit cannot speak something which is contrary to God's will. The Holy Spirit cannot speak something which is contrary to God's purposes. So what is that which is being spoken by those disciples? They are God's purposes. This is God's will that is being spoken. It's 
their God was, or God's was, which has been spoken, in a foreign language to them, but it's not foreign to God. Okay? It's a foreign language to them, but it's not foreign to God. But look at this. The Holy Spirit was targeting people who had gathered there. They didn't know. So when you're praying in tongues, you don't know. All what you're doing is you are yielding your tongue or your heart and your life unto purposes of God. That's my point. Remember you're saying praying out purpose, the purposes of God? And listen to this. You are removing limitations. Because if it was given to you to, to, to imagine, to figure out, how to bring 3,000 together for sal salvation at a go? You don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> like, like last Sunday, when I came down and prayed for that girl, and here comes uh, that, that woman who came over here to the front. I'm closing my eyes and I'm hearing someone sobbing by my side. You see, I didn't know. You can't figure it out. Okay? You've made the prayer of sal salvation, I mean, at the altar call, but she comes in and she gives her life to Christ. And then I come over here and I'm looking. Uh, I just turn and I see that young man and I, I call him. And I comes over here, got delivered. And one of the first words, he said in the video, one of the first words that saying is a, a suicidal spirit, take authority over that. And sure enough, he wanted to commit suicide on Saturday. How lying? No, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. But what does it take? Yielding. We're yielding ourselves. So when you start praying in tongues, you're yielding yourself to God's purposes. And listen this, it's for someone's salvation. Is for someone's deliverance. Is for his purposes to be fulfilled on earth in our generation. That's critical that we yield ourselves to God's purposes. I still, I still going to repeat some things here in uh, that Acts chapter two. Let me say it again. So then it says in verse. Verse 5, and they are dwelling, let's read from the King James Version, please, the New King James. And they are dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from where? Every nation under heaven. It's a divine setup. <laughs> God, listen to this. God is a God of timing. It's a God of timing. He knows. And that's why I like praying in the Holy Ghost because I believe as I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I am flowing in God's timing. I remember years ago before mobile phones, a certain uh, brother told me, oh, a fellow minister of the gospel, he said, I've been looking for brother so and so for quite some time and I've not been able to see him. I said, why would you be doing that? Is it? The angel of God surround him. Say, angel of God who, who surround him, just lead that, I mean, lead that guide so that our paths can cross. 
You don't have to be looking for him. That's a problem. People are looking for money. The economy is hard. We are looking for money. Keep on. <laughs> Yield. Listen to him. He knows. Do you think what, which coffer does he not know? Huh? The coffers are empty. Do you think he, does, he can't fill them? <laughs> you think he doesn't know where they are? Oh, I'll say some things about that so that I can encourage you to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll think like, when I say some things about money, you'll pray more in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not knowing circumcision is happening in your heart, you think you're praying for money. <laughs> but God is saying, circumcise that person completely in their heart. But look at this. I told that brother and I said, okay. Lord, there's your angel who, who encamp brother so-and-so. Let that angel lead that individual to... To, to cross the, uh, for their past to cross, to cross with brother so and so. And it happened, I think, less than two days. I remember that. I should be in the late 90s. Less than two days they met. And they had been looking for him for a long time. People do that. They are looking for money. Can I share something about why you need to stop looking for money and start believing God? You are ready for this? I know this will make you pray in tongues a lot. <laughs> I'm like, really? Let me give you a bit of scripture reference that I've been meditating on, and I need to engage more on that. In, in, um, ah, oh, come on. We're still talking about, we're coming back over there. Let's go to the book of Luke. We flow. Amen. We flow. And we'll go a certain direction. In, in Luke chapter 12, The parable of the rich fool, verse 13. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And then, but he said to a man who made me a judge on a traitor over you, and he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. So one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. All right? Now look at this. Then he spoke a parable to them saying the ground of a certain rich man. When he said a certain, that was not a story. It was something that happened. A certain rich man yielded plentifully. Was this man rich? Yes, he was. And his ground yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I'll pull down. I like saying this. Um, and he thought within, and he, he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will, I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Saul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night <laughs> your soul will be required of you, and then whose will those things be, be which you, prov you have provided to the righteous? To the righteous? Oh, I can... I, I'm coming back to that. Let, let me show you this. Why would I say for the, to the righteous? 
Look at verse 26 uh, of Ecclesiastes 2.26. Purposes of God. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and a joy to a man who is good in his sight. Have you seen that? Oh, they haven't put it there. Ecclesiastes is in the Old Testament. God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting. That he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping of the wind. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that good? Oh, come on now. So you, they are gathering. Amen. Gathering, and there are so many scriptures, by the way, in Proverbs. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the, for the just. Now look at this. Do you remember also in Genesis chapter 20 of a, a king called Amimelech? When God spoke to him in a dream. So let me connect these scriptures, and rightfully so. This one and all the rest. Look at this. God knows where all the money is at. This man was so selfish because the scripture says uh, that, that's Luke 12, it says this, this is what Jesus said. After that, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will, whose will those things be which you've provided? And he says this, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So my primary purpose is to be rich toward God. To be generous, to be attentive to the Holy Spirit concerning my giving. Then God's, God's eyes, God's, God's voice can be heard by even stingy fools. He spoke to him. He had that. He had that and he died that night. So that's the case. He spoke to Abimelech when he, he took, he took uh, Sarah and said like now that this will be maybe one of my, my wives. And God spoke to him that night, behold, you are a dead man. So God knows how to speak to even sinners. If you know how to pray and believe God, do, do your part. You are generous to God. You are, you are, you are, you are rich toward God. You are tie them. You give, you listen to him and pray and listen to him what he tells you to do. I had a certain individual <laughs> some, some, some few years ago. Not so far ago. I told the Lord, I, I need some money. Okay, fine. I waited. And then uh, Tina started talking of a certain idea. And the Lord said, no, that's not what you're going to do. Okay. And he used a certain pastor to speak to me on television. It's like he shouted to tell me not, not to go that direction. And then... I am remaining with, uh, I think about what, 10 days before, about 10 days before I'll travel. And I needed that money. And it was a little money. Then the Lord spoke to an individual, I want you to give to Pastor David such and such an amount. I said, what? I can't. I've never given anyone such amount of money. I've never even given an offering of that amount. I said, no. 
It was on a Friday. So I don't know. This is behind the scene. It's on a Friday. It's on a Friday, and then not the following Monday, but the other Monday, I'm supposed to travel, and I needed that money. On Monday, uh, no, 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 on Saturday night, she went to sleep, woke up the following morning. She says, when I woke up, I knew I could not disobey God. <laughs> I'm sleeping, God is speaking. Can you imagine that? You know you can disobey God. My God will speak to you even in your dreams. Anyway, she said, I even, I've never given him any, you know, I don't know even his name, his rule, true name on ID. So I called and found out my full name and gave the amount. So I'm getting it on a Monday and said, give me the story. That's the story she gave me. God spoke to her. She had, it was her first huge offering. And it was huge. Oh, I felt taller in my heart. Oh, I, I felt so good. I said, God, you wake up people in the morning to tell them, give to me, give to him. That's God. Listen to this. Do you know you can have all that in tongues? Do you know you can, you, he knows all 8,000, 8 billion hearts. You can pray that in tongues. God's purposes are bigger than you think. And they are not limited to your need. Listen to that. God's purposes are bigger than you think. And they are not limited to your need. In fact, your need is just a distraction. To his purposes. Okay, let's go back to Acts chapter 2. I get excited going through these things. I can give you so many testimonies, but let's go to the one. I remember a certain guy years ago said that I really needed some money. And then uh, I met, we were with him, we talked. We were just talking generally, not, not talking. The Lord had told me, don't talk about your needs. Okay. So we talked and we parted ways. Hours later, we, we met and he said, do you know when you left, I knew this was your money? Say said, thank you. <laughs> Seriously. And when I, we, we parted ways. He had it in his pocket. And, and then I remember when, when we parted ways, I really needed that money. And, and, and I'd had a phrase in the morning, any natural man can be happy and rejoice when everything is going on right in his life. But it takes a person of faith to rejoice when good things are not, when, when nothing seems like is happening in their lives. It takes faith. So I thought, yeah, Lord, I started rejoicing. I started, I thought myself happy. You see that in the scripture. I think myself happy. I thought myself happy. Hours later, I met with him. We said, you know, the, the time we were together, I knew this was your man. Say thank you. I knew I needed it. That's God's provision. And it's for every believer. God has many ways of, of, of meeting your need. Don't hinge it on an individual. Hinge it on him who knows everything and who knows everyone. Let's go back to, the, to Acts chapter 2 quickly because I still want us to go a certain direction. So then all are gathered, all of them are gathered, God's timing, all nations under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So then they heard the sound 
And what happened? They gathered. They came together. They had what? Can you imagine sounds of heaven bring us together? That seems like unity. We hear the same sound, we come together. Well, let me give you an example regarding this. If we are dancers, then we have to have our same song and same tune for us to dance. Huh? To have a symphony. Uh-huh. So, so it's the sounds. So sounds have a way of bringing us together. I mean, you have to study about that. Because this is the sound of heaven, and what it is when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. Why are they coming together? As a result of the sound from heaven. <laughs> they're not just coming together, for, they're coming together as a result of, of, of the sound from heaven, but the problem is they're confused. They came together and they were, because everyone had them speak in his own language, okay? But then he says this, then they all amazed and marvel sent to one another, verse 7, look, are all these who speak, who speak Galileans, and how is it that we hear each in our own language in which you are born? And it goes all the way there and verse 11, all those countries and verse 11 say Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues. What? The wonderful works of God. We hear them speaking their own, in, our, in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. And I've kept saying this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. It takes long, it takes time to learn a language. Why? Because that is, that is educating your intellect or ed educating your mind. So it takes time. But when it comes by the Holy Spirit, just that way, all of a sudden you're speaking a language that you have not naturally been taught. And listen to this, it has supernatural results. I had Pastor Wade tell me that when they went to Kakamega, we must come fresh from the U.S. and they go to Kakamega. He said, I'm telling you, there's sometimes I just among those lawyers and they are talking and I'm understanding and I will respond. He said, I was surprised it happened many times, just supernatural. Understanding. Praise God. Listen this. I said it last time, but I'm going to say it again. Remember, when you are speaking in tongues, you're not speaking from your soul or from your mind. You're speaking from your spirit. And your spirit knows no limitation. That which could have taken a long time for you to articulate it, you are able to articulate it empowered by the Holy Spirit. And this is what it means also. It accelerates God's purposes. It accelerates God's purposes. Be it for your life, accelerates God's purposes. Be it for whatever, you, whatever it is. So when you pray in tongues, remember this. You're accelerating the will of God in a situation. So uh, this evening, I want us to pray for our youth. Uh, is it a conference? 
starting tomorrow. And let's, let's engage in this. Uh, it says this, but Peter, standing, verse 14, up with the eleven, raised his voice, said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. How many flesh? <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's not good English. But how many flesh? Only all, all flesh. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Sons, daughters, prophesy. You, start, you need to start saying, you pray in tongues and speak some things by faith, young people. Sons, your daughters, and daughters will prophesy. And then he says this, your young men shall see visions. Divinely granted appearances. That is what the Amplified Classic Version says. Divinely granted appearances. We are believing God for this, this uh, meeting beginning tomorrow evening. For the outpouring of the Spirit of God. It's one of the, that's the promise. For the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And it says your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And I'm believing God for that. They prophesy in their future. Speak forth by the Holy Spirit. And he says this, your young men shall see visions. Do you know it does? You don't have to sleep to see a vision. It can be an open vision. Right? With your eyes open. You just seated, you see in the spirit realm. And then he says this, your old men shall dream dreams. None of us are here. We're still all of us young. Okay? But we still believe God for dreams to come. I mean, don't say I'm very young so I can have dreams. No, no, no. You still, you qualify as a believer. And then go on to the next one, please. And on my main servants and on my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Do you know how it all begins? Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So look at this. Let me say something here. All that is available to you, a spirit-filled believer. All that is available. But let me tell you something here. To activate that, praying in tongues is so important. To activate all those. Let's go to first, to first, to first, second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, the amplified classic version. Let's start from verse 6. Have you seen that? That is why I would, I would remind you to stop. Rekindle the embers or fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of hands with those of the elders at your nation. He said, let me, let me say something here. Do you remember Luke chapter 11? Talking about the, the Holy Spirit. He says, uh, 
uh, that he calls him the gift of God. The Holy Spirit is a gift of God. I've heard ministers say this, that uh, salvation is a gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is a gift to the church. Is that good? It's a gift to the church. So the Holy Spirit is a gift of God to you, believer. But look at this. So he's in you. Apostle Paul is showing us here how you can activate the gift from within. He says this, that's why I would remind you to stop. Believe one of the ways to stir yourself up, praying in tongues. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, it says when you pray in tongues, you're speaking mysteries, but you're also what? Building yourself up. So one of the ways is to, to start up is to or rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning that gracious gift of God. The inner fire is by praying in tongues. If you know or if you act on that on a daily basis, you pray much in the Holy Ghost, you are always activated. Always. You remember I used to have like a, I don't know if it's still there, you, you have a credit on phone and then the date expires. You remember that? Is it still there? But the credit is there, but because it has expired, you can't use it. You activate with five bob. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Is it still there? You, you're no, no longer there. Uh, yeah, you, you, can, you can buy credit of five. Is that so? You can even buy a credit of 10 bob and it activates your thousand shillings because the date has expired. So look at this. You start praying in the Holy Ghost, there's activation that happens. You're always charged. You're charged. You realize on a daily basis you're strong to do the will of God. People are prayed up in the Holy Ghost. It's so easy to tell them, go ahead and pray for that person. Which one? You, you can pray. For that individual. While others say, I, what will they think? That's the person, the credit expired. <laughs> you know, the debt expired. But when you are activated all the time, you're ready. You can be walking downtown and you, you, you meet with someone and the Lord says, I want you to speak to that individual concerning me. That's fine, Lord, I'll do it. I've done that in so many places. <laughs> I remember a certain lady years ago. I think that should have been 2007 or 2008. Uh, I was coming from Mombasa in a plane, afternoon plane on a Saturday. And then uh, she was reading a book on what meditation or yoga or something, just a weird thing, sat next to me. And of course, you know, get into an afternoon flight, that's the time they are coming in and they, people are picking up beer and all that, you know, just somewhere on Saturday, Afternoon, so many things happening in the plane. So this lady is seated next to me, and then I said, um, do you know that's not the truth? She said, what do you mean by that? That book doesn't say the truth. Why, what do you mean by that? I said, because the Bible is the truth. Okay. Then I started speaking to her. <laughs> And I'll tell you what she said later, what she thought. I started speaking to her. By the time we're disembarking Nairobi, 
I said, by the way, this is my number. <laughs> if you are this conversation, can continue. So, okay, and this is my number. Okay, fine. Anyway. Oh, I, I had, I think, an email. She sent me a text uh, after a year or so later. She called, she sent me a text. She said, you planted a seed and I got born again. Uh, Rachel, until today, she's born again. I still have her, her number. And I said, Rachel, you got born again. I said, yeah. Let me tell you something, by the way, Pastor. <laughs> when you spoke, and mostly I don't introduce myself as a pastor. Got to know later that I was a pastor. Let me tell you something. When you spoke to me that evening, I was so frustrated. I didn't care for anything that you were saying. I just didn't care. I knew you were wrong. I knew I was right. But you continued. I was polite, but I didn't like it. <laughs> Nelly is my, Nelly uh, Nyaga, staff member, is my witness. Later on, Rachel came to, my, to, to the office and I led into the baptism of the Holy Spirit and she spoke wonderfully in tongues. That's wonderful. Amen? Activated. <laughs> when you're activated, you're activated. You, I mean, I speak to people, the washroom, about the Lord. Washroom. Say, so what do you do? Yeah, I'm the washroom. <laughs> Seriously? And I've done that. Mentally, you meet with people and washing your hands and say something and you start talking to, to them about the Lord. I don't know how many times in the washroom, pull out my money and say, bless you. Especially those guys who clean there, bless them. Some men, they look at you strangely. I say, because Jesus loves you. Washroom. Because I want all, also my finances to come through when I'm in the washroom. <laughs> Always, all the time, all, everywhere, it's available. So what do you do? Rekindle the embers. How do you do that on a daily basis? Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Amen? So look at this then. So, so he says this, verse 7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven, and clinging, and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power. What, do you, what does Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says? But you shall receive what? Power. Can't you see all this of power and love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control is a fruit of the spirit-filled believer? Are you seeing that? Because in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, For God did not give you, I mean it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And Apostle Paul saying the same thing by the Spirit. He says, You haven't been given a spirit of cowardice or fear. You have received the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. You activate all that by praying in the interns. You read the scriptures, you meditate long enough, and you start bubbling it up in terms. You pray out purposes of God concerning your life. You become stronger every day. Now then, I have some few minutes here. <clears throat> oh, glory to God. There's something that happens when heaven invades the earth. See that sounds of heaven? Remember that? 
the earth responds. <laughs> and remember, we are, we are, we are, we actually created from this earth. But the earth, from dust, the earth responds. And in 1 Corinthians, Because of time, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 again from the Passion Translation quickly. Look at verse, <clears throat> verse 9. This is why the scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, things the many... These are the main things God has in store for all his lovers. Remember that sound had never been heard. That day of Pentecost had never been heard. And then he says this. Let's go to verse 10. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. One of the major keys is praying in tongues there. For the unveiling of these things in us. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Believe one of the, the ways we can give him a leeway to explore those things is by praying in tongues. A praying in tongues. And then he goes on to say, verse, verse, verse 11, after all, after all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit. So it is with God, his thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. So can you think about that? His thoughts and secrets are fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God, but it's the same spirit that we have received to indwell us. So what does that mean? God wants his thoughts and his secrets to be revealed to us. No wonder he told his disciples, Jesus, in Matthew 13, 11, and to us it has, and to you it has been given to know what? The mysteries or hidden truths of secrets of the kingdom of heaven. How do I unlock those things? Of course, meditation is critical, but because I'm, I'm speaking about praying in tongues, praying in the spirit is so critical. Sometimes you can pray long enough until you hear one phrase. One phrase. I've heard even names in praying in the spirit. You hear a name. I've heard a name of an individual before I ever met with them. And during that time I meet with them and say, this is the person I've been praying for. I've seen that over the years. That you've been praying, never met the person. But you meet this and say, they start talking and the Lord reminds you, this is the name we kept hearing it in your mouth. When you're praying in tongues. I remember there's a certain time, there's a certain individual called George. Kept coming up, George. You know, you pray in tongues and you hear it. The wisdom of God is infinite. The wisdom of God is infinite. Listen to this, church. All what God is looking for is people who are yielded to do his will. Not all knowing one. There's no one who knows all. But the person who's yielded, God says in his word, I can pray in the spirit and I'm praying out mysteries and I'm praying out secrets, then I'm going to pray by faith and God reveals his will for you. And listen to this. 
When those things start happening in prayer, you become more, more confident in being led by the Holy Spirit. When those things start happening in your life, you realize you're more confident. Ha ha, let me, I'm about to tell you something. You'll start enjoying prayer time. There are believers who dread prayer time, but they're not here this evening because you, you, you love prayer time. That's why you are here. Is that so? Huh? But there are believers who dread prayer. Oh, God, is prayer again. Ooh. <laughs> the alarm went off. Oh, God. God, God, please. Can I wake up later? You know, that doesn't happen. But you'll start enjoying prayer time because you see results. You see results. When you see results and God speaks to you and you start hearing him in, in, in your time of prayer, you, you, start, you start enjoying taking, spending time with him. Let's go to verse 12 quickly, please. For we do not receive the spirit of this world system. What do you say? You, what do you say? Thank God not. <laughs> we have not received the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God. And this is the reason, according to this scripture, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. We have received this by the Spirit. Can't you see praying in the Spirit how it's important? Because it enables us to experience all that grace has lavished upon us. The ability to save someone from a crisis. That's the grace of God. You know, like what Dr. Kabaji said, that woke up, that's the grace of God, and started praying in tongues. And that person who's been going through that, whatever she was going through, is being delivered by the Spirit of God because of a yielding individual. A yielding life. Intercession is wonderful. It's beautiful. Church, you get into true intercession in the presence of God. It's beautiful. The one of the outer court. Outside there is difficult. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And you lose your voice just speaking that. Oh God. <laughs> so, so look at this. Oh, there's a, who was this Norman we were talking with a, a while ago? And he said, he said, I think it's Karina, the one who died. He said, your pastor? And I said, yeah, we're pastor. Tell me something. How is it that you haven't lost your voice? <laughs> Who was that? Who was I with you? Yeah, someone. How is it that you haven't lost your voice? I said, because I know the secret. I don't talk from here. I don't shout from here. I sh from my throat over here. I do it from deep inside of me because the Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you can be, oh, God, God, God is touching you. God is touching you. Oh, you, you lose your voice box. Don't pray that way, please. Haka rataka, haka rataka, haka kaka. Just, just, this is haka ka. I mean, nothing much. But you can do it from your spirit. Hanglore stay. Lustum, listanglela. Why you feel so good? Look at you there. Just coming from within. You see the difference? Oh, that's wonderful. You start getting into the spirit. That's why these guys haven't lost their voices. For thou, oh Lord, art high. <laughs> you sing that, you don't have much, much, 
much of your voice of me has to come. You don't have that voice. He said, I served God. No, you served God foolishly. <laughs> not be led by the Holy Spirit. You did by flesh. You understand? You do it by the Spirit. Really? Where was with you, yeah? And say, how come you didn't, you haven't lost your voice? I say, what do you mean by that? Many pastors have. I say, I speak from my spirit. Not from my throat. Okay. Though sometimes I've shouted and lost my voice. Like Sunday, immediately I left over here, I felt, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, you, you can sing and you, you feel that, eh? but that's still not being smart because you are depending on the spirit to, to, to put that oil in your, in, your, in your tongue or in your throat. Okay, let's finish this, then we pray. <clears throat> Goes on to say, oh, you've made me... <clears throat> Demonstration that has made my throat just feel <laughs> so good. And he says, go back to verse 13, please. Go to verse 13. And we articulate these realities. What do you do when you're praying in tongues? It's articulation. It's articulation. It's part of, we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit. Oh, what happens in Acts chapter 2 verse 4? That's not the only one because I can speak in understanding but with the words imparted by the Holy Spirit. But look at this. Since I'm talking about speaking in tongues, you remember in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. So what is that? We articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by what? By the Spirit. And not to the words taught by human wisdom. Human wisdom is from one head to one another. The, the, the spiritual wisdom, the wisdom of God is from spirit to spirit because that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So I'm praying in tongues, it's coming from my spirit. It's not coming from my head. Oh my goodness, look at this. We join together spirit revealed truths with the spirit revealed was. And Jesus said this in Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, I think. No, no, no. Uh, chapter 16, verse 13. Uh, from verse 13, going further than verse 15, 16, says, I'll build my church. Upon what? Spirit revealed truths. And the gates of it shall not prevail against. So tonight, there was that I had, we had last week, I don't know if you remember it, Enlarge your territory. That's in Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Quickly, please, let's have it there. Isaiah 54, 2, 3, the, the New King James Version. Praise God. All right, I have to go into my... Isaiah. In verse 2, it says this, enlarge the place of your tent. That's the phrase that I had when I, when I was praying in tongues. I started hearing, enlarge. And listen, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Enlarge the place of your tent that's some of the things that we are praying, and I want us to believe to enlarge. 
You talk about youth ministry, enlarge. You talk about children ministry, you talk about our services, enlarge. You talk about every area of this ministry, enlarge. It's enlargement. Look at this in, uh, in uh, First Chronicles chapter 4. I had that, I think I shared with you last week. As he prayed. Another one, he says this. Now, verse 9. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, which means that he will cause harm. Can you imagine your mother, you know, your mother calling you a, a Johi? Huh? Uh, uh, forgive me if you are called on Johi in this house. <laughs> uh? um, praise God. Call, call, let your mother call you the Amaki. Kingdom. Now you call on Johi. Or which another one? Tabu. Of course, we have tabu. What on a minute of tabu? Hello, hello. Huh? Mothers, nowadays, mothers have really woken up. If my, my father was called tabu, I'll not name my daughter tabu. He said, don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm saying that's the truth. For people watching, you say like, you're saying, no, that's not good. Huh? You say what? <laughs> there are some we can't even say. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you, you have really to, to be sure that young people, when you give birth to your children, call them good names. Call them glory. Hmm? Glory, Gloria. Grace. <laughs> Faith. Favor. Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> because I bore him in pain. Now look at this in verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you bless me indeed. In other words, I feel like, he said this, I want to break this off me. I don't want to be the one who's causing pain. Oh, you bless me indeed. And then he says this, and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me. And that you keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. That's exactly what he did. I said, I want to break that off me. So God granted him what he requested. But what do you say? Enlarge my territory. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm saying this, I had this by the Spirit, want to enlarge. So can you believe God even for the youth event coming up from tomorrow? Just, just an enlargement, a different. Do you notice mostly of what happened this past Sunday? Those are young people. There's a sudden that that guy, gave, that girl who gave her life to Christ, and the other one who came, you know, when I was praying, and she gave her life to Christ, and then the the other one who I called by by the Holy Spirit, he was not born again, gave his life to Christ. There was a certain young man who came also who gave his life to Christ, was not born again. There was a certain girl, this other side also, she had not given her life to Christ. She gave her life to Christ. All of them young people. So we want this, uh, this meeting. So can, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Just to be filled with his presence. Can we all believe that?
enlargement. We make room for more, what God has in store for these young people. I've thought about this, most likely I'm probably going to share with them, and that's what I want us to pray uh, this evening, still believing God for the supernatural opening of their eyes. I remember this, <clears throat> of course, I was 23, and then I give my life to Christ on a Monday, then Friday night, God speaks to me for the first time. He opens, I was crying out to God. I really needed him. I knew I was desperate. I was desperate in need of him. And he spoke to me that night. After repenting of my sins, it did something to my spirit. Sunday and waking up on Monday, I was a heathen, a little devil. Friday night, God has spoken to me. I wake up on Saturday morning. I know God has a purpose for me. One word from God. Can we believe that for our youth? One word from God that they will know, like Jeremiah being told by God, before I formed in your, in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I've called you, ordained you as a prophet. Just a knowing that our youth don't have to wander and wander and wander without any purpose. They know they are called by God. They know they are separated by God. They may not be called to preach like me, but they can be called in different fields, but they know they are called by God. I knew that at 23, and then the one week old, in, five days old in salvation, I knew. And a few days later, again, he spoke to me. And another day, then he spoke to me. And the following year, he opened my eyes to see. I've never doubted what God has called me to do. Never, ever, ever. Someone was telling me, uh, Brother Michael, I'm sure I was talking to him. That he told me, Brother, I've seen you grow. So the, the moment, was it him? Yeah, was telling me that we met. No, no, it was uh, Pastor David Mburu had written something to me. He said, we are, I remember you as just a young man. We are going to Westlands Primary to go and minister. Then I asked you, so what, what is it that uh, you're doing? He said, I'm called by God. That's what I had told him. I'm called by God. So he said, over the years, I, I just observed you grow in the call of God for your life. You asked me, a 23-year-old, what are you supposed to do? I'm called by God to do what? To preach. A certain mama told me, told me utaowanan. What utafuta peso wa retire and wanze kuhubiri, wawu na ubiri wakati, utaowanan, utakula nini? Utaishi wapi? She told me this, and she really, she, she spoke, it was in her shop, and people were there. Can you imagine, you're 23, you're saying, I'm going to preach, and this woman is just <laughs> reprimanding me, and they looked like they had, they, they had uh, you know, they looked well in the village standard, depending on the village you come from, but my village standard looks like they're doing okay. She reprimanded me there, that what will you eat? What will you drink? Who will you marry? People, people retire and then they go to preach. You, you started preaching at, 20, uh, at this age. Where will you go? At all of this. I always come. You know, on, you know when people are around and you have been reprimanded and they know you. Since <laughs> they shop in the village. At all of this. Let me tell you something. Observe my life. After a few years, you, you don't have even to ask you will see the kind of person I, I will be. Or compare me with those age mates that you've grown up with in this village and you'll see a difference in my life. Years later, 
Years later, I met with a husband. He had no even coin in his pocket. He asked me if I could give him a hundred bob. I tell you the truth, I gave him. <laughs> I gave him. Now I can go back there and help that family because they need. You have to know. Stand up on your feet, please. I can go and I don't need pray. 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 We're going to pray and make it a day. Oh, yeah, we pray. <laughs> don't sing that song. <laughs> Hallelujah. So do you have direction? Listen this. For Don't forget that in Acts chapter 2, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the youth for this event, we may extend a little bit because I thought we'll start praying early, but be patient a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right? Someone has to pray for that youth event for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Agreed? And secondly, for God to speak to them so clear that they know what to do. They don't have to want. Youth, can I hear you? Amen. For God to speak to you so clear that you don't have to want. That's what God wants. For the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and another one I want to speak, to believe this, is for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit for them to be granted divine, divine visitation. Divinely granted vision. Sometimes it takes us, God opening their eyes to see. So let's pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit during all this event. Is that clear? That clear instruction. How do you do it? You can pray it with tongue, in tongues and believe God also for utterance in understanding. Lift up your, voice, your hands, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we open our hearts to you how we desire to see our youth, to see our children impacted by the Holy Spirit. For them to know your will, to know your purposes, and to move in them early in life that they don't have to wander. So we pray, Father, for this conference. We pray for tomorrow night, the worship experience. We pray for the whole of Friday and we pray for Saturday for divine encounters in your presence. Father, grant us utterance right now. Help us to pray out your purposes for your people and for the next generation. Father, charge this atmosphere with a heavenly presence of your will and your purposes. Let there be sounds of heaven in this meeting. Sounds of heaven bringing these youth together to your glory and all. Game and destiny. Go ahead and pray the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. If you want to move around, just do it. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your spirit. The spirit of truth guiding us and leading us into all truth. Pray for this youth, for this youth conference, for the leading and the guidance of your spirit. For they shall see clearly what they are supposed to do in life. They shall walk up, they shall walk in high places that they have not walked before in high places of your will. And as they gaze at your glory, they shall be drawn 
into your presence and nothing of this world that tries to cling on them. We take authority over the spirit of, of the world. We bind in the name of Jesus. We bind your assignment against our youths. We bind your assignment. You, the spirit of the world, we bind you now in the name of Jesus. We speak concerning this youth that there's no weapon formed against them that shall prosper. And every tongue that has risen up against them in judgment, we condemn right now that you have no power, you have no authority over them. And we plead the blood of Jesus and we proclaim they have not been given the spirit of the world, but they have been given the spirit of God. And we proclaim the pouring of the spirit, which our father has said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we proclaim and declare and we decree the pouring of the Holy Spirit upon each and every of this meeting. We proclaim divinely granted appearances of the will of God, of the purposes of God, we declare in the name of Jesus, we declare sounds of heaven, sounds of heaven, sounds of heaven bringing the youth together, sounds of heaven bringing the youth together in true worship, into true worship. Sounds of heaven separating them from the sounds of this world controlled by the devil. So Father, we do thank you for separation. Miss Ruth, do you have anything? Do you have anything? All right, we do thank you, Father, for separation. That there shall be a separation in these services. And knowing concerning the will of God for their lives. And that we, after this, wherever they will go, we send them out with the fire of the Holy Spirit to bring influence in their surroundings, influence into their surroundings, and an impartation to others who do not know the Lord. Father, we thank you for every soul delivered. We thank you for all, every impartation. We thank you for every transformation. We thank you, Father, for your goodness manifesting throughout every of these sessions. And we praise you and we honor you, Father, in Jesus' name.